In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Nikki Druce. And I'm Cheryl Hull. And this is Killers, Cults and Queens. The podcast where we're going to learn all about the spookiest, scariest and downright weirdest corners of the world. In this episode, we're looking into one of the deadliest internet urban legends of all time. It's Slender Man. It's not quite like Slender Man coming for me in my bed, but, well, <laughs> depends how big he is. <laughs> I wish there was a visual for this, because my mouth is agape with this information. Are you ready? Look, Slendy, come at me, bro. I'm not scared. Welcome to Killers, Cults and Queens, the show where we take you on a journey into the darkest corners of the world. Today, we're diving into the darkest depths of the internet to learn about the origins and fallout of the infamous internet horror story, Slenderman. But first, how have you been after Pizza Bomber? How are you feeling about it? Have you managed to have a pizza? Look, I've been very inspired after this case. Not that I've got put a pipe bomb around my own neck, but I've actually uh, had several pizzas since we uh, did the first episode. So uh, I'm actually, you know, very, very inspired. I feel like a trip to Italy to really go to the roots and the origins of Mamma Mia's pizzeria <laughs> and really know where Brian all began. Mm. And did <laughs> did you choose large sausage and pepperoni? Hey, if there's a meat option, I'm always going to take it. 
So what do you know about Slenderman and urban mythology? I just know that he's very tall and he's got a suit from Moss Bros. <laughs> That's all I know. Well, turn off the lights and get ready to be creeped out because we're about to go on a very dark journey. It's a balmy Friday night in May in the suburb of Waukesha, Wisconsin in 2014. 12-year-old Peyton Leitner is getting ready to celebrate her best friend Morgan Geyser's birthday at a sleepover. She's super excited about the sleepover. She's been friends with Morgan since year four, and their friend, Anissa Wire, is also going to be there. They spend the night giggling and messing about, running up and down the stairs whilst Morgan's mum, Angie, leaves them to it and chills out downstairs. The next morning, Morgan and Anissa suggest that the three of them go for a walk to a nearby parkland. Peyton agrees and the three head off to go and play in the woods. A few hours later, Peyton is found abandoned and barely alive. She's been stabbed 19 times and is clinging on by a thread. Her friends are found almost five kilometers away, walking along a highway. They're both covered in blood and they're carrying the knife they used to stab Peyton. Their reasoning? To appease the sinister fictional character, Slenderman. Police arrive to arrest them, and they have two questions on their hands. One, who is Slenderman? And two, why did two 12-year-old girls brutally attack their friend in their quest to find him? Let's find out. (laughs) Right, when we started Slenderman, the episode, I thought this was going to be funny. I thought this was going to be like, you know, when people look in the mirror and they go, Candyman, the Candyman, the Candyman. And then like, oh, he appears. It's Slendy. Like, no, like we've already started with almost near murder. Yeah. (laughs) And not even just like innocent murder. Well, okay. (laughs) I don't even know what innocent murder is. (laughs) But like. It's not even just like murder, murder. It's like children committing the murder. Yeah. We're we're going there already. So to really understand this case, we're going to have to go back to basics and talk about how internet law can take off in such a massive way. Now, if you're like me and you grew up online before there were parental restrictions, you'll know all of this. But if you're like, what the fuck is a creepypasta? This is for you. There are tons of internet urban legends and myths, some you might have already heard of, stories like The Russian Sleep Experiment, Jeff the Killer, and more recently Momo. Do you remember Momo? I do not remember Momo. Maybe I just live in this bubble if I in show, If I show you Momo, let me just grab my phone and I'll yeah. show you Momo. Oh my God. Yes, I know this girl. You know Momo. Is that the the face that everybody keeps using on Snapchat? I haven't had Snapchat in years because I'm not a (laughs) 14-year-old. Essentially, these stories written by strangers on the internet are posted to online forums, basically to just see who can write the most heinous and terrifying story. It's basically a competition of who can write the creepiest thing. And on these forums, if you succeed, your story sticks around for a while, earning you bragging rights. The forums online where this kind of stuff exists are places like Something Awful, a daily internet news website that's been around since 1999, but which seems to have sort of stopped in 2020. But it was really popular in the early 2000s. 
providing a space which hosts forums where people can talk about movies, games, and of course, creepy and weird stories. Now, the Creepypasta Wiki is a treasure trove of internet scary stories and where most of them originated. Stories from decades past live on there, from super popular stories like, <laughs> are you ready for this one? Like Squidward's Suicide, which, what? which is actually not very nice, so I wouldn't recommend reading it unless you're really into that kind of thing, to lesser known but still, in my opinion, really well-written shorts like Candle Cove. Again, give it a Google if you're interested. Creepypasta is now the kind of catch-all term for any internet monsters or spooky stories, and they're mostly always written in the this-is-a-true-story style. The author wants to convince you that what you're reading is an actual first-hand account of something that they've experienced, wildly fantastical or not. And that's the kind of lure of it. The idea that maybe this horrible villain or monster might be real, and it could be coming for you. Have you ever read an internet scary story? I've read some fan fiction that people have written about me. Scary? Um, <laughs> it was it was quite traumatising. I'm not going to go into details, but let's just say there was this weird fan fiction that was written about me and a drag queen from Amsterdam, and it involved us going on a train journey um, to a place that shouldn't be written about. Um, because it's not a nice place. And I was like, you guys are on fucking drugs to be writing this sort of shit. Like, go see a doctor, because it's just weird that people would put you in a connotation like that. I'm like, nah, get that fire exit door, I'm off. That's terrifying. But yeah, so I've had... You some have had some internet scary stories. <laughs> internet scary stories. Not quite like Slender Man coming for me in my bed, but, well... <laughs> Depends how big he is. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I don't think I ever want to like stumble across. I don't think you can even stumble across something like that on the internet. You have to go looking for this shit. I think back in the old days, it was quite easy to find stuff like that because it wasn't as regulated as it is now. But yeah. if you're going searching for it, you can find it. But yeah, back in the day, it was just because the internet was such a big melting pot back then. Okay, so with your Creepypasta 101 lesson done, shall we delve into the OG tale of Slenderman and find out who or what he is and where he came from? I've got my snorkel, I'm ready. Excellent. On June the 8th, 2009, a user called Garogi Garigigigi <laughs> Wow. posted on the Something Awful forum about making creepy paranormal images on Photoshop. He was keen to see what other people could do and launched a kind of unofficial competition of sorts. Loads of other users piled in with their creations and creepy images they'd found online, and it was a veritable smorgasbord of spookiness. A veritable... A veritable smorgasbord. CD, please. <laughs> so that's like... Uh, smorgasbord is like uh, tapas tray. Oh, four. Give me some chorizo. Yeah, like the rich tapas tray of life. Then a user named Victor Serge entered the thread, replying to the original post with two images along with creepy backstories for each photo. Victor claimed that the two photos he'd posted were recovered from the Stirling City Library fire. One of the two pictures was said to have been taken in 1986, on the day in which 14 children vanished. The black and white picture was allegedly taken by Mary Thomas, who had been missing since June 13th of that year, and showed around 10 young children playing in a park with one little girl in the foreground climbing up the ladder to a slide. 
Now, the actual photograph was confiscated by police as evidence in the investigation into the missing children. And in the back of the photograph, a shadowy figure. Too tall and long to be a regular human. Seemingly faceless and dressed in black. It was the Slender Man. The original skinny legend. The other photograph was also of a group of young people walking along a dirt road with the same faceless tall man in a dark suit lurking in the background. Now, the folks on the Something Awful thread loved this. They were all about it. And so, loving the passion for his creation, the user called Victor Serge returned to the thread with more doctored photos of the said Slenderman and backstories to match. The Slenderman's backstory was starting to grow. He preyed on children and was often spotted in dense woodland. Slenderman's presence was often accompanied by hazy fog and a constant low murmuring sound, which unsettled his potential victims, making them feel uneasy, and then he'd strike. And this was just the beginning for Slenderman. As you can imagine, the story started to develop and grow, blossoming into a grand piece of internet mythology. Now, if you're starting to think, what if this is real though? What about the fire at Stirling City Library? Well, user Victor Serge, whose real name is Eric Knudsen, gave an interview in 2011 where he revealed that the initial Slenderman images took him just 15 minutes to make after just throwing together a bunch of elements that felt creepy to him and he had no idea how much it was going to take off. In fact, one of the original comments on this thread was made by a user called Moosey Fate. They said, Something just feels satisfying about causing mass hysteria. I think we should just roll with this Slenderman thing. Maybe if we make enough images... And maybe if some talents can make fake videos, it could grow to ARG proportions. ARG meaning alternate reality game. So they were trying to get some coin from this. Wait, has there actually been a Slenderman game made? Yeah. Oh, of course. And they're walking straight into that bank where the money's not stored. And so fast forward a few years, we get to 2014, where the Slenderman myth is fully solidified and out of the creepy woods into the public domain. This Photoshop spook from 2009 is now seemingly a living, breathing monster who can expel eight feet long tendrils from his back at will, is up to 15 feet tall, takes children and kills their families, stalking people for months on end, interfering with electronics and causes amnesia. I shouldn't laugh, should I? It sounds serious, but it sounds it ridiculous. It is ridiculous and it is fake, so it's okay. You can laugh okay. at this one. That's okay. all right. You're allowed to. It's okay. 15 foot spreading my wings. Come on, children. The lollipop guild. <laughs> oh, maybe he, he kind of is a sort of child catcher, I guess, then, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He'll appear constantly if you look at him in the face and lives in a huge mansion in the woods. His backstory and character is so well written and documented that you can only imagine what people discovering him for the first time must think, especially impressionable young teens. Okay, so how did this turn into an attempted murder by two 12-year-old girls? I don't know, Nikki, you tell me. I'm gonna, don't you worry about that. Morgan Geyser went to school in Waukesha County, Wisconsin. A smart girl, she excelled at school, but Morgan really struggled socially. Her peers thought she was really weird, and even her teachers thought that she was putting on strange behaviour just for attention. And as you can imagine, this led to her being rejected by her classmates, often finding herself on her own. 
She didn't have many friends, but one of the friends she did have was Peyton Leitner. Peyton was a super friendly and kind kid, and made a point of being friends with Morgan in fourth grade, because she could see that Morgan was a loner. Peyton was also regularly referred to by her middle name, Bella, throughout school, as there was another Peyton in their year. Which I think is a bit mean. I wouldn't I wouldn't step down. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm no, going to choose. I'd be like, who, who gets to choose? Name. Yeah. So my real name is Luke. And as you can tell, that is a very common name. And I think in my year at school, there was five Lukes. And I would, I would never back down. I'd be like, that's my name, bitch. Not to my teachers at school. I wouldn't be like, <laughs> bitch, you call me Luke. But no, I, I was a stubborn. I wouldn't say I was a narcissist as such, but I, um, I wouldn't back down. I'm quite stubborn when it comes to stuff like that. I will hold my ground and I'd be like, no, if I know I'm right and I know it's the right thing to do, I will not step down. So the fact that she had to step down and be Bella, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the name Bella if you're listening, Bella. Just name baby, but like if your name's Peyton, why don't you be like Peyton and P or Patey baby? <laughs> but she's a lovely, lovely girl that she can see, see the kindness and nice in everybody to be friends with the loner in, in essentially in the year group. Yeah, she's an absolute sweetheart. The pair were best friends for two years and would talk on the phone every night. Now, I'm going to show my age here, but do you remember having to use the landline to call your school friends? Of course I do. I rem- I actually remember, I was joking with my brother the other day, we've got this weird thing where we will remember really niche things, and we remember our first landline phone number. So, on hand yeah. on heart, I could be like, I'm not going to say the number but no. in case you weirdos are going to start phoning it and these poor this poor old lady's like why are you ringing my phone um, but yeah I remember stuff like that do you remember having to disconnect the landline to plug in the internet I do indeed I still remember the noise of the internet and all, all I'd want to do is go on the Nickelodeon website to go to amadaplease.com <laughs> That is that is what I was doing, and my I actually I'm not sure if anybody remembers this, but Nickelodeon had like their morning TV show called The Crunch, and I applied to be on The Crunch without telling my mum. And then the next day we get a phone call to the landline, <gasps> and my mum's like, "Hello," and they're like, "This is so and so from Nickelodeon. I'm a producer of The Crunch. Uh, we really want to speak to Luke because we really loved his application." She's looking at me like, "What have you done?" But I made great TV. <laughs> Did that, you get on the crunch? Yeah. Hey. I was on the crunch. It was, <laughs> it was great. And I've got to thank the, uh, the dial-up modem for getting me there. Amazing. Things changed for Peyton and Morgan when a couple of years later, Anissa Wire moved to town and joined the school. She unfortunately suffered the same exclusion by her classmates as Morgan. They thought she was weird and she was bullied a lot. Oh, bless her. But like a moth to a flame, Anissa found a kindred spirit in Morgan. And as no one else wanted to hang out with them, the two sought solace in each other and they became really close. And Morgan somewhat ditched Peyton. How could you ditch a friend like that? Kids be kids. I mean, true that, true that, I-G-G-Y, I have been there. Hmm. Oh, God. Don't, because this has actually given me major PTSD to being back in school. I know, it also did the same to me. I was just like reading through it and... Yeah, just not not nice. It's a lot of memories from... I'm triggered. Yeah, it's all aboard the trigger train. 
But like a moth to a flame, Anissa found a kindred spirit in Morgan, and as no one else wanted to hang out with them, the two sought solace in each other, and they became really close, and Morgan somewhat ditched Peyton, preferring to spend time with Anissa, who admittedly didn't really like Peyton. Without many friends, the girls occupied their time by spending it online, and along their travels came across the world of creepy pastors. Now, like I said earlier, there are a ton of spooky stories on there, most of which are really not appropriate for 12-year-old minds to be absorbing. No. Anissa was the first one to find Slenderman and get super into the lore of it all. She told her parents about it too, and they knew she was watching and consuming content about Slenderman, but they didn't think much of it. They've since said in interviews that they themselves were reading Stephen King books at that age, so they thought it was just a classic preteen move, trying out some content that's maybe a little bit too old for them. Was there anything that you weren't allowed to watch when you were younger? Um, I don't remember explicitly being banned from things. Like, oh, you're not allowed to watch this movie. You're not allowed to do this. So I don't remember anything like that. Um, Obviously, as a very impressionable child, you shouldn't be watching the naughty stuff on the internet. But as horny teenage boys, you do. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, it happens. But um, realistically, I don't remember. I I was a very naive child. Like I was, I was like the the good child that never did any wrong. So I didn't really get into any places that I shouldn't have, and I had no desire to watch grown up adult movies. I was quite happily watching The Princess Diaries, you know. So uh, I don't think my parents were concerned about me in that aspect. Either way, it's not a huge red flag for your kid to have a weird obsession. So Anissa shared her new obsession with Morgan, and this is where things take a turn. According to Anissa, when she showed Morgan a photo of Slenderman, she said, Oh my God, I think I saw him when I was like five. Sure you did, darling. Yeah. Something to note here is that Morgan was later diagnosed with early onset schizophrenia. Her dad also has schizophrenia, and so her parents knew it was something that could potentially happen with Morgan. But as she was so young, they didn't know for sure. Schizophrenia is something that's definitely been demonised by horror movies and content in the past, but is ultimately a mental disorder where people interpret reality differently. Morgan and Anissa were fully immersed in the world of Slenderman. They would talk about him all the time, poring over a wealth of content online. And whilst this was something creepy and exhilarating for Anissa... No one could have thought that Morgan potentially could have actually been hallucinating Slenderman, later revealing that he was a friend of hers along with Spock and also Voldemort. He who should not be named. Exactly. Along with the author. (laughs) All of whom she regularly communicated with. Also at this time, Morgan starts checking out books from the school library, which focus on crime scene investigation, mental health and prisons it seems she was carrying out some research for the future. Now, I checked out weird books when I was younger, though, because of course I did, it's me. We're inquisitive people. Like, if you get told, don't look behind that door, you're going to have a little peek, aren't you? Yeah. Because your mind can't control it. So no wonder you become fixated on something like this, a topic that isn't real. And you want to believe it's real, so you'll do anything within your power to make it a reality. And unfortunately for Morgan, with her schizophrenia, she was making it a reality. So it is. this is actually really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like, 
this poor girl is being thrown down this well of information that's not real and there's no way out because nobody's throwing the bucket over, you know? Exactly. That was a very good analogy for me. It was. It was very good. Pat on the back for Shezzy. <laughs> Points for Shez. We're not keeping a scoreboard, but <laughs> I've never won anything in my life. Morgan wasn't the only one to see him. Anissa also told Morgan that she had seen Slenderman from the school bus standing in the woods with tentacles coming out from behind him. The pair believed they were being contacted by Slenderman and that he was coming for their families. I call bullshit. Becoming fully immersed in the lore, the pair read online that Slenderman has proxies, which are basically servants, that live with him in his mansion. Once you're a proxy, you and your family are safe from his clutches, but the only way to become a proxy is to prove yourself, and to prove yourself, you have to kill someone, and so a plan starts to form. Not a sacrifice. Mm. Over the course of six months, Anissa and Morgan start to plan, but they need to pick a perfect sacrificial victim. They settle on Peyton. Look, I know we were joking about Slendy to begin with, that he was this joke and this meme. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewellery, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And this thing that we can laugh at. But the fact these two 12-year-old, 12-year-old, I've got an 8-year-old nephew. In four years' time, if he was doing this, I'd be like, what the bloody, what the fucking hell, excuse me, is going on here? Like, I don't think I, I wouldn't even know how to approach this and process it. Yeah, and I think the parents just were ignoring it to a certain extent as well and just didn't think it was very serious. Ignorance is bliss is, is, Okay, in some circumstances, but this is not something to be taken lightly. Morgan and Anissa take some time to think about when best to execute their plan and eventually decide that Morgan's birthday sleepover on the 30th of May is the perfect opportunity as they can wait until she's asleep. Morgan's birthday rolls around and the girls are treated to a night out before the sleepover by Morgan's parents. They go to Skateland, the local roller rink, for a disco. They eat pizza, have a great time, and then go back to Morgan's to watch a movie. Sounds uh-huh. right. When you think back to, like, going to a little party like that, how fun would that be? I know, I'd be having the best around, time. Skating around yeah. like it's a Jessica Simpson music video. Are the boys hanging now for a Republic affair? Just me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just you. Okay. You're on your own on that one. Okay. So a nice little, <laughs> nice little party, and then they're going to go back and stab a bitch. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't call a child a bitch. (laughs) 
The girls go to sleep, but unbeknownst to Peyton, they'd been planning and during the night, they would wake up, duct tape Peyton's mouth and then stab her in the neck. However, when the alarm went off at 2am in Anissa's headphones, she rolled back over and went to sleep, as she was tired from overexerting herself at Skateland, and decided Peyton deserved one last morning, so the murder would have to wait until the next day. The next morning, after a fun and relaxed birthday breakfast of donuts and strawberries with Morgan's mum, Angie, the girls go to play in Morgan's bedroom. And whilst Peyton is playing dress-up, putting on a pink princess dress in the bathroom, the girls are finessing their murderous plot. The girls ask Angie if they can go to the park to play on their own, and they are allowed to go unsupervised as a birthday treat. So they get to the park, and at one point they all pile into the bathroom there. This was Morgan and Anissa's next attempt. They thought they could kill Peyton in the bathroom, and they thought it made the ideal place as there were big drains in the floor for the blood to run down. But again, they got too nervous. Anissa, at this point, tries to knock Peyton out, as she's heard it's easier to kill someone if they're unconscious or asleep. But she misses, and doesn't want to make Peyton suspicious, so they give up and go outside. So finally they convince Peyton to go birdwatching in the woods, She didn't really want to go, but they convinced her. Peyton agrees, and Morgan and Anissa tell her that if she wants to hide properly so they can watch the birds, she should get on the floor and cover herself in leaves and twigs. Right. Now, Morgan and Anissa at this point argue about who was going to kill Peyton. It seemed like neither of them actually wanted to do the deed, but they had to, as in their minds, if they didn't, their families would be killed. Morgan handed Anissa the knife and said you know where all the soft spots are. But Anissa refused and gave the knife back to Morgan and told her, you do it, go ballistic, make sure she's down. And Morgan agreed she would do it on Anissa's signal. I wish there was a visual for this because my mouth is agape with this information. It's the wrestling over the knife, I think, which is... They've literally taken, like, knives from the kitchen. yeah. Just to murder this poor, innocent girl. Who has no idea about any of this, obviously. They've decided that this is what they're going to do. For a fictional fictional... 15-foot man. Yeah. Nah, I'm scared where this is going now. So whilst Peyton's hiding on the floor, thinking she's just waiting for birds, Anissa shouts now and turns her back away from what's about to happen. Morgan then said to Peyton, Don't be afraid, I'm only a little kitty cat. Jumped on top of her, whispered in at her ear and said, I'm so sorry, and then stabbed her 19 times. You were joking. If you count to 19, that's a long time. I don't want to even do that. I don't want to sit here and go, one, two, like, because then the reality will sink in at how awful this situation is. And this poor girl is just laying there, helpless. Oh, look, I knew this was going to be taking a dark turn, but now I feel a bit, like, icky Mm -hmm. about this because, right, I'm going to level with everybody here. This is when each country's mental health is failing everybody. Yep. And this is why everybody needs to step their shit up and make sure that everybody has the help and support they need because this could have all been avoided if, one... There were better internet laws, which there are now. There are. And two, this could have all been avoided if the parents had the support 
look like schizophrenia and stuff like that, it does get passed through through genetics. So this is stuff that could have been nipped in the bud if they go, we need to monitor this just in case tendencies come up. And surely a fixation on a fictional man is surely enough of a flag to go, maybe we should keep an eye on this. So yeah, this could have all been avoided if the US had their shit together in terms of mental health support. Yep. Peyton, incredibly still alive, screamed to Anissa and Morgan that she couldn't see, couldn't walk, and that she couldn't breathe. They told her, don't worry, lie down, you'll lose blood slower that way, we'll go and get help. But they weren't going to get help, they were leaving her to die. After realising that the girls might not be coming back, somehow Peyton got the strength to get up and walk. She walked until she reached a patch of grass near a path where she could lay down, and luckily, not long after, a cyclist who had decided that day to deviate from his usual route found her and called 911. Look, I'm a firm believer in everything in life happens for a reason. Oh, entirely. And that that person yeah. was sent something from... I don't believe in God. Sorry for people that do believe, but like I don't believe in like a God God, but there is powers in amongst this world that bring us to the places we're meant to be in that moment. So thank the heavens that there was somebody there for Peyton. Officer Dan Klein was the first on the scene and he immediately asked her who did this. Peyton said straight away that it was Morgan and Anissa. What a good girl for doing that, though. I mean, she was raised right. When Dan calls in the incident, the emergency services speed their way to them, but the call also triggers a search for the missing attackers. Meanwhile, Peyton is rushed into surgery and the nurses begin counting her stab wounds. She has 19 in total, which span across her arms, legs and torso, basically her entire body. While she's being operated on, her surgeon discovers something alarming – if one of the stab wounds on her chest had been the width of a human hair deeper, she would not have survived as it would have severed an artery in her heart. I know, so lucky. I honestly think this podcast needs to become visual because sometimes I literally do not have the words to react and I'm sitting here like clutching my mouth <laughs> in like shock. It is very shocking, this one. The fact that she is alive, period, full stop, exclamation mark, Next line, next line, like I say to my Siri. Like, it is unreal. So with Peyton in surgery, police are working to find Morgan and Anissa. They go to their homes and inform their parents of what has happened. Anissa's mum finds her mobile phone in her room, and on it there's a note which says she's sorry for what she's done, and the families start to worry that maybe the two girls are in danger too. However, it's not long before they're spotted safe and well. At 2.53 in the afternoon, the girls are found sitting on the side of the freeway. They have blood on their clothes and the attempted murder weapon is in a backpack they're carrying, a large steak knife. After the attack, they thought they'd be able to go to Slenderman's mansion to begin the next part of their mission, but despite walking for miles, they didn't find it. Funnily enough, because it doesn't exist, they're arrested and police bring them in for questioning, which is when things begin to unravel for the duo. But strangely enough, they both seemed pretty calm about the whole thing. They're always calm because always they know calm. what they've done and they have no remorse. Meanwhile, Peyton is now out of surgery and Detective Michelle Trasoni is called to her bedside. 
As soon as Peyton can speak, Trissoni takes a statement from her, as doctors have told her she may not survive, and she doesn't want the truth to die with her. Trissoni heads back to the station where the two girls are in custody, and it's time for her to corroborate the evidence. Meanwhile, waiting in custody, Morgan was recorded singing and dancing and just generally amusing herself in the interrogation room, whilst Anissa was a little bit more nervous and worried about what her parents were thinking. But both of them from the get-go were very upfront about their involvement with what they thought was Peyton's murder. After all, both of them were still wearing their blood-stained clothing. Yeah, nothing screams I'm guilty than her blood-drenched clothes. It's true. It's very obvious watching the footage back that these are just children. Before the official interrogation begins, Morgan asks detectives, is she dead? And when the officer tells her Peyton is in the hospital, Morgan shakes her head and looks visibly distressed, before saying, oh, I was just wondering. Anissa, on the other hand, is told that Peyton is alive and she seems relieved. Now, this might be slightly controversial for some, but in Wisconsin, a child can be questioned without a parent or a guardian in the room, and the 12-year-old girls are read their rights in the room without legal representation, and asked to sign that they've understood the legal jargon to which they say they do, but I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah. They're then interrogated by detectives for hours. Detective Tom Casey interviews Morgan, asking if they'd planned this beforehand. Morgan says, Anissa told me we had to. When Detective Tom asks why, she says, because she said that he'd kill our families. When he asked, who's he? She says, um, a man. I didn't know him, but Anissa knew him. Meanwhile, Detective Trissoni, the one which has taken Peyton's statement, was questioning Anissa, asking her to tell her what happened. Anissa says, um, there's this website called the Creepypasta Wiki. It's full of, like, horror stories that are meant to purposely scare you. And there is one of them called Slenderman. At his own will, he can, like, explode these tendrils from his back and, like, strangle his victims. From what the Creepypasta Wiki said, he targets children most. So you can tell they're kids. Yeah. What sticks out the most from these interrogations is that these girls were convinced Slenderman was after their families... And whilst Anissa expressed some remorse about having to kill her friend, explaining that she didn't really understand what murder was until they'd attacked Peyton, Morgan just said, I thought about it, but then I decided that remorse would get me nowhere. It's easier to live without regrets. Which I think is the most chilling statement I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm going to hear that in my sleep tonight. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? For for a 12-year-old to think like that. I don't... I, I... You wouldn't, would you? There's just, as a child, why would you be thinking about regrets? Because children are sponges. Mm. And at this age, being fed such dark information, they're going to absorb it and naturally have this maturity to this information that they shouldn't know. Mm. Or at least not know until they were of age where they could process it properly and realise that it's not what you should do. Like... Why you t- was a 12-year-old talking about regret? Actually, have you seen the clip of the boy that's talking about, like, the football game and he sounds like a 50-year-old man? He's like, that was the most exhilarating game of my life. And he's, like, <laughs> nine years old. I've never experienced anything quite electric like it. I'm like, why are you talking about, a 50, like, a 55-year-old that's just been to an I- incredible golf tournament you know it's because maybe there's this reincarnated person maybe. back again but an old soul yeah 
had salmon out, so. <laughs> I feel like I might have been around a few times, but maybe not that many. You're like Lisa Stanfield being around the world in I.I.I. So come find your baby. <laughs> Both Morgan and Anissa were arrested and immediately incarcerated, reportedly getting no windows, no outside time, and neither were allowed many family visits. Really, probably not the best course of action for two 12-year-old girls who are clearly dealing with mental health crises. But as we said before, America. Yeah, and in the words of Beyonce in a new album, America has a problem. Peyton remarkably recovered and left hospital after just seven days of treatment. And even more incredibly, she returned to school that September. What a, what a trooper. What a winner. Understandably, she wasn't sent back to the same school and her identity was protected so she didn't get instantly bullied because, as we know, children are all awful. Yeah, trash. Yep. Apart from Peyton. She's all right. Yeah, she can sit with us. Yeah, we, it's fine. I'll share a nice glass of milk with her. Yeah. Now, this is mad. The judge presiding over the case decided that Morgan and Anissa were to be tried as adults at just 12 years old. This may have actually worked in their favour as this allowed them to be given the option of being sent to mental health care facilities instead of juvenile prison, which as soon as they were old enough to leave, they'd be sent to the big house instead. The case went to trial in 2017, three years after the attack. Anissa pleaded guilty to being a party to an attempted second-degree murder, but the jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. She was sentenced to 25 years to life, but ultimately her sentence was indeterminate, as long as she had three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute, followed by communal supervision, she could potentially get out when they deemed her to be well again. Morgan took a plea deal instead of going to trial and was sentenced to 40 years in a psychiatric institute. Wow. She was sent to Winnebago Mental Health Institute and was the youngest patient there. Isn't Winnebago a nice place? Well, I thought Winnebago is like a caravan. Oh, I'm thinking of um, like the cabanas at like the beach. No. I'm thinking of a cabana. (laughs) Not a Winnebago. A Winnebago is like a caravan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So she went to the Winnebago... Mental home. Yeah. Okay. 40 not, years. Not in a Winnebago. So she will be 50, if it's three years and she was 12, 31 or 15. So she would be 55 when she's eventually allowed out. But. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like this when you do this to me, Nikki. <laughs> Incredibly, this would not be the last we would hear of Slenderman, as even an attempted murder didn't deter big name studios from releasing a feature film about him. Writing for the eponymous film started in 2016, two years after the attempted murder of Peyton. I cannot imagine how she felt about that. Traumatised and triggered. I hope they gave her a big old payout. Well, I don't think they would have done. Fuckers. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just saying what's on my mind today. I've got some balls today. I'm like, fuck them. It's all right. I like it. Spicy. (laughs) Just like that ginger shot we just did. Yeah. Woo. Spicy. That's where it's come from. Yeah. It's a little fire inside my belly. <laughs> There's since been other films also produced which are said to be inspired by the case, such as Mercy Black and also a Lifetime movie called Terror in the Woods, which is a little bit on the nose, I think. I mean, if yeah, that's going to send bit. a girl into a spiral, it's going to be yeah, Terror in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The creepypasta wiki was blocked throughout the Waukesha school district in the aftermath of the attempted murder. And Slosh Train, the administrator of the Creepypasta wiki, said that the stabbing was an isolated incident that did not accurately represent the Creepypasta community. 
He also stated that the Creepypasta Wiki was a literary website and that they did not condone murder or satanic rituals. Which I think most websites should have that byline on them. It's a nice disclaimer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Members of the Creepypasta community also held a 24-hour live stream on YouTube to raise money for Peyton. They wanted to show that they were in full support of the victim and they did not condone any real-life violence. But that's not the only support Peyton received. Other fundraisers were also held to help her family pay for her life-saving surgery and her subsequent treatment, with even a Bratwurst fundraiser in Waukesha, which raised $50,000. Wait, isn't that a German sausage? It is. Yeah, I thought this was a really good idea. Rather than a bake sale, why not have a a sausage sale? Well, don't tempt me with a good time. (laughs) And after all those years, not only do I feel for the families and girls involved in this, I also feel for Eric Knudsen, the creator of Slenderman. He had no idea all those years ago that just 15 minutes on Photoshop would spark this kind of tragedy. He did actually put out a statement that said, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. He also said he would be giving no media views on this topic. Peyton these days keeps out of the spotlight, but we do know she's living in a new state, is in college and has a job and is by all accounts thriving. Great. I did a little bit of internet sleuthing and I also found she has a SoundCloud page where she covers Taylor Swift songs on the kazoo. What a cutie. I love that. I mean, the kazoo does take me back. Do you remember Early Learning Centre? Yes. Ah, The ELC. Oh, that's adorable. I know. Anissa Wire was released in 2017 after she no longer posed a threat to society or herself, but is under strict conditions not to leave the county. She has her internet use monitored and has to keep having treatment for her mental health. She also has to wear a GPS monitor so police know where she is at all times. And in June this year, Morgan Geyser, now 20 years old, has requested conditional release, just like Anissa. Uh, I think the fuck not, you trick-ass bitch. Well, in that case, you'll be pleased to hear that she actually has now withdrawn her petition for conditional release. Oh, I can sleep well tonight. The request was actually withdrawn after Morgan and her attorney received a doctor's report about Morgan's condition. In a letter written to the judge, Morgan's attorney wrote, We are requesting that the remaining examinations not be finalised and we will continue to revisit this issue as Miss Geyser continues to make progress in treatment and advance with her recovery. Oh, well, you know, we've got to look after the girls and make sure that they're of sound mind, being looked after, actually supervised after the trauma they've inflicted on her. This, this this place but you know what at least we know that they're getting the support and not just being released without yeah. any support I think it's good that they've realised that she just needs a little bit more time yeah. which I think is a is a good thing to highlight yes. and um, we wish her all the best in her recovery I guess and that was Slenderman wow 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 now, Nikki, I'll keep it 100 with you. I thought we were just going to have a laugh about like spooky, scary stories that are on the internet. I didn't realise we would be going into a almost death of an innocent 12-year-old. Yeah, and a sweet little 12-year-old as well. Yeah. Look, let's keep it 100. This is what we've learned this episode. Slender Man is fake, everybody. 
not real. It's not going to come. He's not the oogie boogie man under your bed. It's not coming for you. And he's not going to get your family. Two, the mental health support of all systems in the world. I'm not, okay, I'm not going to generalise the world in the places that we speak of are fairly. So we need to do more and we need to support the people that need it. And three, justice is served. So as usual, we've popped all of our sources in the description. So if you want to find out more about this case, then please head there. And if you've been affected by any of the themes in this episode, please have a look at the description for lots and lots of helpful resources for you. Yes. Next time on Killers, Cults and Queens. We're looking into the horrible history of incels and their very gross poster boy, Elliot Rogers. Yeah, and I can already tell you that I really hate that guy. Subscribe or follow to make sure that you never miss an episode of Killers, Cults and Queens. And if you have a case or a story you'd like us to explore, come on, slide into the DMs. See you next time, and don't be a killer or join a cult. Just be questionable. No way, just be a queen. <laughs> Goodbye! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.